0: This is the Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode six, how to recognize the voice of the Spirit. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker... You are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to episode six of the Stand with Lynette podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you again for being here, for listening, for sharing, for rating, for reviewing. All of those things are what makes this podcast possible. And I'm really, really grateful for you. Sometimes when you put something out into the world and you spend your energy and time and you put your soul into creating something you have no idea how it's going to be received or if it's even going to help people and so hearing that feedback from you it just fuels my soul and I'm so so thankful so keep listening keep sharing keep writing reviewing all those things they mean so much to me so thank you thank you thank you a million thank yous I can't say thank you enough Okay, you get the idea. (laughs) Let's move on. Okay, today we are going to talk about recognizing the voice of the Spirit and how to recognize the voice of the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you why I chose to focus on this topic for today. I think it's so relevant. I think a lot of people are struggling to know if they're even hearing God's voice in their life at all. In fact, I know they are. I am currently doing a pilot program for a small group of women who are wanting and working towards developing deeper faith, brighter light, greater connection to Christ. And as we got this program underway, I sent out like a before survey to kind of assess where is everyone? Where do they feel like they are with their faith at the beginning of this program? So I know where to meet them. So I know how to better serve them. And so they can see kind of a before picture. So after the program's over, we can assess, well, did you grow? And how did you grow? And all of that good stuff. So one of the questions that I asked in this survey was, How confident are you in your ability to receive personal revelation? And it was a sliding scale where they could choose between one and five. And one was, I wonder if the Lord ever speaks to me. And five was, I can easily hear the voice of the Spirit. Almost half of the respondents chose either one or two meaning that they did not feel confident in their ability to hear God's voice in their life, to receive personal revelation. And this was eye-opening to me because this small group of women is representative of all of you, all of you. And so I know that a huge percentage of people are struggling to hear God's voice in their life amid all of the noise of the world. So if you feel like you fit into that category... You are in really, really good company. You are absolutely not alone. There is nothing shameful about where you are, and I am 100% validating your struggle. It is not easy to distinguish personal thoughts from the Spirit's promptings. It is not easy to hear the still, small voice amid all of the noise of the world. The noise is is great. It's growing greater. There's constantly ideas being thrown at us from all directions and it is difficult to weed through all of that and to decide, what is God telling me? Is he even speaking to me? I'm not sure that he is. I don't know how to hear him. This is a skill that takes time and it takes patience to develop. Maybe you have heard President Nelson's warning that in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost, close quote, close quote. And maybe that makes you nervous because maybe you wonder if you will be one of the spiritual casualties because you're not sure if the Lord speaks to you. You don't know how he speaks to you, or maybe you feel like he speaks to you so rarely, which is anything but constant which President Nelson is telling us we need the constant influence of the Holy Ghost. If you feel any of these things, or if you know somebody who does, this podcast is going to give you both hope and actionable tools. Revelation is within your reach, my friend, and we're going to talk about how you can get there. I'm going to teach you a few things that I have learned in the process of learning to hear and heed God's voice because there was a time when I too wondered if the Lord really spoke to me, or if my thoughts were simply my own thoughts, or how to distinguish between the two. But I have discovered for myself the truthfulness of Elder Neal A. Maxwell's words. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, the Father and the Son are giving away the secrets of the universe." Close quote. They are giving away the secrets of the universe. The Lord is anxious to talk to you. So let me teach you how to weed through all the noise and to feel his spirit more strongly, hear his voice more strongly in your life. Elder Bednar has a new book called The Spirit of Revelation, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to reference that book today, and I recommend that you all go out and get yourself a copy if you are struggling to hear the Lord's voice in your life. And even if you're not, this is fantastic coming from the mouth of an apostle. He talks all about this, but I'm going to quote him here. Um, In the beginning of his book, he talks about how learning to swim is like learning to receive personal revelation. Now, this is a quote from him from his book. He says, When we are learning to swim, almost all of us start out being terrified. We do not know what to expect. We do not know what to do. We first learn how to hold our breath, how to float, and how to perform a few basic strokes. As we gradually gain experience and confidence, and as our strokes improve, eventually we just begin to move through the water. Our movements become increasingly natural and graceful. We know we are in the water, but it is no longer a big deal that we are in the water. As we truly learn and trust that the Spirit is operating in our lives, It is as if we have been swimming for a really long time. We are in the flow and have quit worrying about the strokes and the mechanics involved. We are increasingly moving forward with the faith that we are being guided by the Spirit. Some people spend a good amount of time fretting about a basic question. Was that revelation or just me? In essence, these individuals are flailing around in the beginning stages of trying to keep their head above water. People can become so focused and preoccupied about, am I receiving revelation? Is this a revelation that it actually may hinder their ability to receive revelation? Close quote. I love this. I love this. We can get in our own way. Sometimes we just need to learn to get out of the way so that the spirit so, we can hear that voice of the Spirit. And if you feel like you are learning to swim, you are learning to receive revelation, you're in really good company. Again, we just need to learn how to get out of our own way. When we partake of the sacrament every week, we promise the Lord to always remember him. And in turn, he promises that we can always have his spirit to be with us. So, when we are keeping our covenants, we are promised his spirit always. That means that we don't need to fret about whether our particular thought was revelation or not. We can trust that the Spirit will always be with us if we are living within those covenants. So if we have a a thought that to do a good thing, then we do it. God will work through us as we go about doing good. We don't have to worry, is this God or is this my voice? If it's a good thought, if we're being good, if we're living in our covenants, following the commandments then just move forward with those good things that come into your mind. This is what it looks like to live in revelation. I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened to me long ago when I was 16 years old. So many years ago, I'm turning 45 this year. This was probably my first real clear experience of being led by the Spirit. And it illustrates an important principle that I want to teach you. So let me take you back with me to my 16th year. We were studying the Doctrine and Covenants in seminary that year. And so I sat down to do my nightly study of the Doctrine and Covenants one night early in that year, and I came across a verse that just really stood out to me. I'm like, oh, that's a cool verse. I'm going to write that down because maybe I will need that later in my life. I don't know. I don't I don't even remember exactly my thought process. But I just thought, I'm just going to write this down on a piece of paper because I want to remember it, because it's cool, because it spoke to me. So I wrote it down, and I stuck it um, in the front of my scriptures on this piece of paper. And I forgot about it for a time. And then several months later, I was hit by a trial that knocked me right off my feet. It was absolutely... The most difficult thing i had experienced up to that point in my life, I felt abandoned, I felt betrayed, and I felt completely alone. In that state of mind, I sat down to read my scriptures one night and out fell this little pink piece of paper that was in the front of my book. And it was that scripture that I had written down months ago. And it was Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verse 18, that said, And ye cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. That verse of Scripture hit me with such power that night that it took my breath away. It was an absolute testimony of God's love for me at a time when I felt utterly alone, and abandoned, and betrayed. And it was a testimony to me that. God knew me. He knew who I was. He had inspired me to write that verse down on that paper many months ago, knowing what I would be going through at that particular moment. That verse was cool when I read it the first time, but it was absolutely life-altering when I heard it the second time, when I read it, when it fell out of my scriptures on the very moment that I needed it. And you might think, But Lynette, nothing like that has ever happened to me. How does this help me to learn to recognize revelation in my life? Well, when I decided to write that scripture down on a piece of paper, I had no idea that the Lord was leading me. I just thought, I like this verse. I might want to remember it again later. And so I wrote it down. It sounded like a good thing. I did it. I forgot about it. And it reappeared in my life as a powerful answer to prayer the exact moment when I needed it. This story illustrates that often we will not realize the Lord is leading us until much later. We may not know why we feel inclined to do a certain thing until months down the road or years down the road. We may think, well, that was just a good idea. It just felt good. So I did it. And then looking back, we realize that the Lord's hand was in it all along. It shows that revelation comes line upon line, a little at a time. So little sometimes that we may not even realize. We do not realize sometimes that the Lord is leading us. Again, this is called living in revelation, doing good things, going about doing good, having good thoughts, doing those things, looking back, realizing, well, that was revelation. The Lord was leading me all along. Elder Bednar, again in his book, The Spirit of Revelation, he says, There seems to be an expectation among some Latter-day Saints that I have to receive revelation and I have to know that I am receiving revelation in the moment I am receiving it. I am going to exercise so much faith that I am going to kneel here by the side of my bed and pray and pray and pray until I know God has answered my prayers. Consider that expectation in contrast to Nephi who said, I will go and do for I know. He stated, And I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Close quote. Revelation, therefore, often comes when we are in motion. And we may not, again, always recognize that it is revelation. But I want to teach you some practical things that we can do to increase our ability to hear Him. We may not always realize that we're receiving revelation in the moment we're receiving revelation. We may just be going about doing good and realizing after the fact, but let's talk about some things that we can do, practical things these are not a prescription that will guarantee that we will immediately be able to hear the voice of the Lord at all times. These actions will prime the pump, show the Lord that we are ready and willing to connect with him and put us in a place spiritually where we are expecting and looking for revelation in our lives. So if you do not see immediate results when following these things that I'm going to lay out for you, keep at it. Small and simple things do bring about great things but it takes some time for them to work their magic okay so the first practical thing that we can do to increase our ability to hear the voice of the lord is to up level our prayers The Bible dictionary says something about prayer that I believe can be absolutely transformative. It says, As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand towards God, namely God is our father and we are his children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Close quote. So I ask you, How can you talk to God like you would talk to your father? One thing that I have learned over the past few years is that I. Get the best results from my prayers when I am not kneeling by my bed. (laughs) Which sounds maybe odd. I grew up just doing the kneeling by my bed every day and saying my prayers. And I'm not saying that this is the wrong way to approach prayer. It's it's absolutely a good way to pray. But I did not find that I was able to concentrate very well on my prayers when I was kneeling by my bed. A lot of times I fell asleep. My mind wandered. I was all over the place. I was much more likely to say a rote, memorized, repeated prayer in that setting. And so I started doing a little experimenting. And I I learned that when I am moving in some way, I am much more able to concentrate, to have that one-on-one connection, to feel like I'm actually talking to My father. And it has transformed my ability to hear him speaking back to me. I often pray when I am hiking, when I am walking, when I am driving, when I'm cleaning my house, when I'm moving my body in some way. For me, I am a pretty high energy person. And so this makes sense for me. You may find that you hear the voice of the Lord best when you are kneeling by your bed. That is perfect. That is amazing. You may find that you hear the voice of the Lord in some completely different way. We all kind of need to find our place. Find your place. For me, my place is on the hiking trails. That's where I can hear best. Where's your place? It could be something totally different. Where can you talk and listen best? So that's number one. Find your place. Then allow it to be a two-way conversation. Leave time for listening. Prayer is not just about talking. Prayer is also about listening. I imagine when I'm saying my prayers, often, again, while I'm in motion in some way, I imagine that the Lord is right there next to me, and He is walking beside me, and we are having a conversation. And I talk to Him, and then I wait, and I listen, and He talks back to me. I have learned to trust that he is there, that he cares about what's going on in my life. And I pay attention to where my thoughts go as I'm speaking and then I'm listening. Where are my thoughts going? What what do I repeatedly think about in those times? Is there any ideas that come up again and again? Um, Those things I've learned to pay attention to. When something comes up again and again, I know that this is something the Lord is trying to teach me. I've also learned to pay attention to the pronouns I hear in my thoughts, whether it is in first person, I should do this, or is it in third person, you can do this, I can do this, or you can do this. Is the third person pronouns indicate that somebody else is talking to me. Because I don't think of myself in the third person, right? When it's my thoughts, it's in the first person. But sometimes I recognize that there's third person language in there. And this, I have learned to recognize, can come from two sources. Oftentimes, it comes from the Spirit. If I'm having a conversation with the Lord and I'm hearing thoughts in the third person, I've learned to trust that those thoughts are indeed revelation. When I'm like, oh yeah, you should, I need you to do this. That's often what I hear. Lynette, I need you to do this. Okay, okay. Okay, that's in the third person. And so I can trust that those those thoughts are from Heavenly Father. But I also will warn you that sometimes you may hear thoughts in the third person that are coming from a completely different source called the adversary. If you hear thoughts like, oh, you're not good enough. You can never do that. Why do you think you can do that? People aren't going to listen to you. If you're hearing thoughts like these in the third person, you can immediately know that these are coming from the adversary, and you can dismiss him, and you can command him to leave you alone. This We have the power to do this, to command Satan to leave. So, pay attention to where your thoughts are going. What's the language? First person, third person, and that could give you a clue. That could give you a clue. Okay, so after we up-level our prayers, the second thing, practical thing that we can do to increase our ability to hear the voice of the Spirit is to unplug every day, take time away from the world so that we have time and space where we are not distracted, and where the Lord can speak to us in those times when we are away from the mind of the world. In October 2021, President Nelson said, quiet time is sacred time, time that will facilitate personal revelation and instill peace. You want personal revelation? You want peace? Make quiet time away from the world. In that conference, he also warned that if most of the information you get comes from social media or other media, your ability to hear the whisperings of the Spirit will be diminished. If you are not also seeking the Lord through daily prayer and gospel study, you leave yourself vulnerable to philosophies that may be intriguing but are not true. Even saints who are otherwise faithful can be derailed by the steady beat of Babylon's bands. Close quote. If I had a nickel for every intriguing but untrue idea I have heard on social media, I would be able to pay off my husband's dental school debt. (laughs) Let me assure you, that is significant. It is getting more and more difficult to discern truth from deception and many ideas that are sprinkled with just enough truth to make them seem true. These are the ones that are hard to discern. But under the shiny surface, they are cloaked deceptions. To combat this and to increase our ability to hear the still small voice of the Spirit, President Nelson has counseled us to take time away from the noise of the world and to seek the Lord daily through prayer and gospel study. It is incredibly difficult to hear the quiet voice of the Spirit through the constant noise of social media, of the internet, of television, of whatever. We all know the voices are loud. In 2021... As we know, there was much political and social unrest that took over the internet. Social media was an ugly place, and I learned in that time the value of of unplugging every day. Up to that point, my old habit was to check social media, email, and whatever else I felt like checking on my phone right before I closed my eyes at night when I was getting in bed. And as soon as my eyes were open, the first thing that I did was grab my phone that was next to my bed, check my email, check social media, and any other online avenues that felt appropriate at that point in my day. So I was going to sleep with whatever feelings and thoughts that that media, social media, email, whatever brought up for me. That's what I was, that was what was in my mind when I was going to sleep. And as soon as I woke up in the morning, I was bombarded again, immediately by whatever feelings that social media, that's Email that whatever brought up in me. And those feelings, I assure you, are not always positive ones. I was living in the mind of the world like my whole day almost, my whole day, filling my my mind with the noise of the world. So I decided that I was going to commit to the first hour of the day. I wasn't even going to look. at at my phone. I wasn't going to look at social media. I wasn't going to look at email. I may look at my phone to read my scriptures, right? But I wasn't going to connect to the mind of the world first. I was going to spend that hour connecting straight to heaven. I was going to pray. I was going to read my scriptures. I was going to meditate. I was going to move my body. Things that fueled my spiritual soul and my physical health. And as I did that, I noticed a huge difference in how I felt. I wasn't always wallowing in the feelings the world brought up for me. And I was able to hear the voice of the Spirit more clearly because I was, I was providing the Lord with quiet, focused space in my life. So if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, make sure you're giving yourself time and space to be able to do that, to listen to unplug, to get away from the constant noise. And that is where he will meet you. Okay, the third practical suggestion is to keep a journal. And you may wonder, like, how does this help me hear the voice of the Spirit? Well, let me tell you. President Russell M. Nelson said recently, he said, Pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses, yea, the very longings of your heart, and then listen. Write the thoughts that come to your mind. Record your feelings and follow through with actions you are prompted to take. As you repeat this process day after day, month after month, year after year, you will grow in to the principle of revelation. Close quotes. Interesting. So our prophet's telling us to pray, to listen, to listen to pay attention to the thoughts that are coming into our mind and then to record them. And as we do this, he promised that we would grow into the principle of revelation. I can tell you from experience that I forget things. I do not write down. I always tell my kids if it's not in my if it's not in my calendar, it's not in my brain. I don't care how many times you told me it's not there, it's going to go straight through because there are so many things competing for my attention. And maybe you can relate to that. And when I have experiences with the spirit when i have personal revelation when i have when you know all these things that that happen when the spirit speaks to me and i don't write it down there is a 95% chance that i will forget that thing unless it was like a major you know brick on the head moment where the lord is really trying to get my attention and those instances are rare but the day to day stuff the thoughts that come into my mind Those will be forgotten if I don't write them down. And so keep a journal, Write. Get into the habit of recording how the Lord shows up in your life every day. Maybe just before bed at night, you write one sentence in your journal or just when you're in the morning when you're doing your gospel study or whenever you do that, write one sentence in your journal. How has the Lord shown up in your life that day? Look for the small and simple things. Again, the voice of the Spirit is still and small. Look for it in the still and small things in your life and then record them so you don't forget. Okay, the next practical thing is to learn to hear God's voice in the scriptures. This is not new stuff. We have all heard this before. But back in 2017, President Nelson issued some incredible prophetic promises for those who would study the Book of Mormon every day. He said, Quote, as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life. I promise that as you daily immerse yourself in the Book of Mormon, you can be immunized against the evils of the day, even the gripping plague of pornography and other mind-numbing addictions. Close quote. Do you want to receive answers to your questions? Do you want to have direction for your life from the Spirit? Do you want to be immunized against the evils of the day? Then the answer is to study the Book of Mormon every day. Learn to hear God's voice within those pages. We have heard this a million times before, but it remains as true as ever. The scriptures will allow us to hear the voice of the Lord with greater clarity. And maybe you're like me and you don't always love studying the scriptures. This has been the story of my life. I love it sometimes when I'm really immersed and I'm finding, making connections and finding things that I didn't see before. But on the day to day when I'm just I'm doing it to be consistent, to check off a box, sometimes It's just not all that exciting. I will be honest. Sometimes committing to sitting down with a marking pencil and a book of scripture is not always what I want to do, but I have learned that in doing so, when I commit to doing so, to showing up every day, I learn to hear the voice of the Lord with greater clarity in the words of the scriptures. I find answers to my questions. I will have random scriptures pop into my head at weird times throughout the day that end up being clear answers to my prayers. When I go back, like on several occasions within the past probably six months to a year, I've just had these random scriptures pop into my head and I'm just like, what even is that? I, I know I've heard the scripture before, but I don't even know where it came from. And so I'll go to the gospel library and I will look up whatever the, the phrase is that has been running through my mind and it will take me to a scripture story and in reading the surrounding scriptures, and finding what the context of that verse is, clear answers to prayers. The next step in my journey, Lynette, this is what I need you to do. It's right here in the pages of the scriptures. Even though sometimes it isn't clear when we're reading them, that this is applicable to our lives, the Lord will help us to make those connections through his spirit. So if you don't love it, keep at it. Commit to investing 10 minutes every day, and I can promise you that the Lord will meet you there. Those, those prophetic promises will absolutely come true. If we want to have the voice of the Spirit in our lives, be able to hear that voice of the Spirit, we have to invest time in learning what that sounds like, in studying the scriptures, and taking time away from the world, and doing all these little things that open up the windows of heaven to us. So keep at it, my friends. I cannot leave this podcast without acknowledging that I realize there are outside factors that affect our ability to hear the voice of the spirit. Mental health, physical health, emotional concerns, trials in our lives that compound and make us feel like we're drowning. All of these things can get in the way of us hearing the voice of the spirit. And I To be honest, I'm not an expert in those things. I can't tell you how to fix your mental illness. That is not my my realm at all. So I know that there are people out there who feel like I'm doing all the things and I still am struggling to hear the voice of the Spirit. So if that's you, my heart is with you, my friend and keep at it if you find that you're unable to feel the voice of the spirit then maybe do what you can to address those outside concerns and if you're already doing that then just hang in there hang in there and keep showing up and trust that the lord is with you even if you can't always feel him even if the natural man sometimes gets in the way even if our broken physical bodies, mental health, if that stuff gets in the way that of us feeling the Lord, that doesn't mean that he is not there. He is aware of our situations. He knows what's going on. He is there to support us. So trust that he's there, even if you can't hear him or feel him. And as President Nelson promised, There may be times when you feel as though the heavens are closed, but I promise that as you continue to be obedient, expressing gratitude for every blessing the Lord gives you, and as you patiently honor the Lord's timetable, you will be given the knowledge and understanding you seek. Every blessing the Lord has for you, even miracles, will follow. That is what personal revelation will do for you. Close quote. That was a quote from his very first talk as the president of the church in April 2018. Revelation for the church, revelation for our lives. He is even acknowledging that sometimes we will feel like the windows of heaven are closed. But then he promises that as we patiently honor the Lord's timetable, he will give us the knowledge and understanding we seek. We got to keep at it. We got to keep going. We got to do the things, again, that will open up our minds to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit. So again, the practical things that we talked about, uplevel your prayers, find your place where you can hear Him best, talk and listen, watch where your thoughts go, unplug every day, give yourself time away from the mind of the world so that you can plug in directly to the source of all power, even Heavenly Father and His Son. Jesus Christ. Keep a journal. Write down those thoughts that come into your mind. Go back and read through them later, and it will become even more clear that the Lord's hand was in your life. And learn to hear God's voice in the scriptures by committing to showing up in the scriptures every day. Every day, every day, every day. All right, my friends, those are the practical things that I have for you today. And to close it all up, I want to give you your shine challenge for the week, which is to commit to recording how you see the Lord's hand in your life every day for the next seven days. Write it down. How does he he show up for you in ways both small and great? Oftentimes, we talk about... These massive spiritual experiences that we have, and those are important and they have their place. But more often than not, the Lord will show up in our lives in small and simple ways through little thoughts that come into our mind that, again, we may not even recognize as revelation until later. He will show up through other people showing up in our lives at just the right moment that we need them. Have you experienced any of those things? Have you experienced the tender mercies, the small and simple things day in and day out? This is how the Lord leads us and guides us and walks beside us. Again, if we live in our covenants, if we are honoring the commandments, if we are showing up for the Lord and we are doing the things that we have covenanted and promised to do, we have been promised through the Lord who is bound to keep his promises always that we will always have his spirit to be with us. Always. We get to live in revelation. So then we can stop wondering, was it my voice? Was it the spirit's voice? Whose voice was that? We just do good. We be good boys and good girls. We go about doing good. And we trust that God's hand is in it all. He is there for you. He is there for me. He is anxious to connect with us and to guide us. So let us learn to hear Him with greater clarity. And together, let's stand. All right, my friends, thank you for being here. I can't wait to see you back here again next time. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepherd. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D or at lynetteshepherd.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.